BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. What's up, everybody? LeVar Arrington here. Super excited to bring you an original podcast series. Up on Game presents Conversations with a Legend. Today, I got a much esteemed guest, my guy, Thomas Davis, senior linebacker uh, from Georgia. He's a bulldog. He also played for the Carolina Panthers and the Washington football team. Uh, What an amazing conversation. What an amazing human being he is. An amazing player that he was. And now making a difference in the community. We're going to talk about some of the things that he's experienced in life. His journey. All that and more on Up On Game Presents Conversations with a Legend. It gets started right now. Up on on, on, game game, presents conversations with a legend. Around here, we hustle for a living. Around here, around here, we grind for a living. Around here, around here, we hustle for a living. Around here, around here, we grind for a living. All right, here we go. I got my man Thomas Davis on the line. Uh, A phenomenal football player, an even better person. Couldn't be a better person to start my my podcast series up on game presents conversations with a legend. Uh, first and foremost, welcome, man. Appreciate you making some time to come on and drop some knowledge and some wisdom on on everybody putting them up on game. TD, hey, no problem, man. I appreciate you having me. I, hey, it's it's something about being the first, man. So I'm excited that you got me as the first guest. Indeed. Well, you know, it's a backers thing. So obviously to to start it off, we're going to send in the special forces to get the thing popping off the right way. You know what I mean? I like it. I like All right. It. 
So you you're in media now. Uh, I, I see you. I'll be catching you on on the horn on on the two while while I'm popping the microphone on on the radio, and I see you on uh, on football. Good morning, football. Or good morning. What what's it? What? Give me the official title of it because I'm a, yeah. I'm GMFB. A up. GMFB. Good morning, good football. Morning. Yeah. Good morning, football. Good morning, football. Which yeah. by the way, I happen to be on NFL AM, which was the prior show to Good Morning Football. Uh, so many different titles, T. Uh, but you're killing it. You're killing it on there. And it, is that something that you're aspiring to do? I know that that you're you're not only doing uh, TV now, but you're also you have your own foundation. You you are part of the Legends community. So just give me a little bit of uh, what what the idea of it is now you, being in retirement, fresh off of the field. What what you got going on? You know, for me, it's about just staying active, just staying closely involved with the game you know I, I I'm, a, I'm a huge football fan before I ever got drafted and, and, and became an NFL player I was a huge fan of the game Indeed. and for me it's important for me to be able to still be around the game still be able to talk football still be able to just articulate some of the things that I've learned over the course of my time being an NFL player so you know be, doing things like good morning football being a part of the legends community um I was able to actually call my first college game uh, nice. a couple of weeks ago. You okay. know, just doing stuff like that allows me to stay closely involved to the game. So I, I stay I, – I, I just get excited about doing things like that, honestly. I love that. So give me give me some detail and some color on – I know all about the Legends community. I was actually a part of the start uh, – what was it back in 2013? I believe that that's when it was launched. And I was actually one of the directors. I just got so busy with, uh, with media and working with these kids. I just didn't have enough time, but what, what's your role and, and, and what is the legends community? What's that all about? You know, I, they, they pretty much set up this role for me as a coordinator, working with guys that are just retiring like myself and that have been retired up to five years you know, just giving us an opportunity to reach back out. And like I talked about, you know, I, I, I was a fan of the game. I'm still a fan of the game. And, you know, and one of the things we talked about when I came in, when I got involved with it was, you know, we wanted to create a space where guys can continue to connect with each other. When you look at the dynamics of, of us retiring from the game, one of the biggest things, and I think the biggest misconceptions are, is guys don't really care about, you know, continuing to be involved with the NFL. Mm -hmm. Well, I asked Tracy and I asked um, Troy and all of those guys over there, how are we getting the information to our players? And, you know, like, yeah, we send out emails all the time. And I'm like, look, that's your problem. Because for me, I got 40,000 emails. I, I, I rarely ever answer my uh -huh. emails. Indeed. So if you're sending me important information, I'm going to miss it 90% of the time. Indeed. So I told them, like, it's, it's important for us to be personal with our guys. Right. Get on the phone. Make, make phone calls. Send text messages. Do those kind of things to let guys know that, hey, look, we're welcoming you back. Um, the Legends community is here for you. And that's one of the things that I feel like I really bring to the table and I wanted to be involved in, you know, just making a simple phone call, reaching out to our guys, finding out, hey, what do you need help with? Where are you at right now in your life? Like, what mm -hmm. are some of the things you're doing? How can the NFL help you improve on the, the things that you're doing right now? Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's been great, man. It's been real good being involved with it. 
this is my first year, obviously, doing it. Um, but I'm just looking to continue to get better and better at it. I love that. I, I love that, man. And, and 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 that's the whole premise of doing this conversations uh, with a legend is just what you're speaking on. Being more prepared to be a, a civilian, a person. Uh, I love the fact that you're a fan first. I always say you can't be great unless you're a fan first. Like I, I, right. I just don't think there's any way around that. If, you, if you're not a fan of it where you love it and you can look at the players and know who the players are and know why they're special and why they do the things that they do, uh, I, don't, I don't see how you can maximize playing the way that you're supposed to play because I think that there's a certain type of pride that goes along with you know, being a fan first and then being Absolutely. a player after, right? So let's let's talk about this because you're talking about the idea of what your what your identity is, what your purpose is, how you're able to navigate post career. There will be a lot of people that don't have the opportunity to do what it is that we've been able to do, and that's make it all the way to the pinnacle of this sport and and play on Sundays. But for those who are aspiring to be able to play on Sundays. I give a lot of advice about moments in time that define you and, and help you to, it's basically a guide. You, you, I, I think we all have a story that defined a moment where it's like, I got to make it. I got to be better. I, I, I'm going to push myself to be better, whether it's in the classroom, whether it's in the weight room, no matter what it is, a better son, uh, a better teammate. What what was a, the most defining moment for Thomas Davis in terms of, man, like this is what I'm going to do or this changed the trajectory or my mindset as to how I was going to approach what I'm going to do? Because a lot of young men uh, need to hear and understand that that these things happen, but you got to be dialed in enough to know that that's the moment. Like we have moments of truth. Man, listen, Levi. I think honestly, my whole life was one of those moments. Wow. Growing up, growing up in Shelman, Georgia, just seeing everybody around me get stuck in a repetitive cycle. Everybody, nobody's leaving the city. Everybody's doing the same thing. Going to school getting finished with school, going and working some kind of labor job, working in a farm, working working in a factory. I didn't want that for me. I wanted to take the ability that God had blessed me with and I wanted to, to nurture it and I wanted to do so many things above and beyond Shelman, Georgia with it. And people didn't understand that. They couldn't grasp that concept. After school, I, when I played football, I was dedicated to football. When football season was over, I went right into basketball. When mm -hmm. basketball season was over, I went right into track. Mm -hmm. My mindset was one of these sports are going to take me to the next level. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to utilize that to take me to an even further level. I want to show the kids that are coming behind me that you don't have to be stuck in the same repetitive cycle. That's right. There have been, and I tell people all the time, I'm not the most talented kid to come out of my high school. I'm not. It's reality. And we all have those stories where we're just not the most talented person, but we're the person that dedicated ourselves more to, to, to being successful, to making it, to getting yeah. out of that space, whether it's in the classroom, whether it's on the field, whether it's listening to coaches, whether it's taking the SAT 
doing those things that are necessary to get out of that space. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not committed. Everybody, everybody's not motivated to do those things. And that's why you see, you see the stories when you go back to your hometown about, you know, this guy could have been this, this guy could have been that. If he would have stuck it out, he probably could have been the most talented person to come out of here. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't want that to be my legacy. I didn't want that to be my story. I wanted to, I wanted my story to be. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. This guy did what he had to do. This guy made it happen. This guy's showing the generation that's coming behind him that it's possible. Even coming from a small town of a population of about a thousand people mm. that has no traffic lights, no mm. no major stores. We don't have anything in Shell Majority. We don't even have police officers down there right now. Wow. We have a sheriff that come through and patrol our town. So that should let you know how small like Shell some learning is. tree type stuff. Listen, and for us to be and, and for us to be as small as we are, we I made it to the NFL. I had a cousin that made it to the NBA first round pick. Okay. So I think that really speaks and shows the kids, the younger generation down there, that there are opportunities that are there. Mm-hmm. You have to dedicate yourself to take advantage of them. Like it, it ain't just by chance that I was able to make it out of there. It wasn't what kept anything. you focused though. What what kept that like? For me, 
for me, it was, I had a moment when I was in middle school, I got suspended. I got suspended and we were on a trip to Orlando. We came back on the bus time and they got, they got all the, the, the students off and they brought the parents on to the dudes that was getting suspended. And <laughs> I I really was in disbelief that they was really going to follow through with suspending me because it, it was like, I, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. But then you start to realize this was a big deal. Get in the car. My mom turns around. And she was so she was so upset and so embarrassed that she was like, I hate how you are. I hate that you do the stuff that you do. It, it, it just started popping off on me. And in that moment, I was like, you know what? I got to do better. My, my mama sitting here telling me, you know, she's disappointed and I've embarrassed her. I've embarrassed the family. And I just started thinking to myself, it's like. Why do I why do I look at myself as being like a class clown or or being being, you know, street savvy? We'll we'll keep it on that level. Right. And and not really, really focusing in and dialing myself in. And when I started dialing in after that, because it was all about like impressing my mom, impressing my dad. And then it started turning into like, man, like, let me impress my teammates or let me impress these young boys or let me impress my brother. You know what I mean? It turned into like an obsession to actually impress people and be the best that I could be. So when I would get up, I would get up early in the morning and, and go. I would go for a run down our hill and back up our hill. I would do a hundred toe raises, a hundred push-ups, a hundred sit-ups. I would do a whole bunch of stuff before I went to school. Then after school, I would work out. And it always like, because it's great to give a, a general perspective on the grind and the opportunities and you can make it. But when that cat is up in there and it's hot and there ain't no AC, what kept you going? I thought about my mom. I really yep. did. I thought about my mom. It became my 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 magnificent, as C.T. Fletcher would say, my magnificent obsession was I'm going to prove to my mom that I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be yep. the best. What what and was so, that for you? So so honestly, when I when I think about the dynamics of, of, of me growing up, right, when I was in the 11th grade, my mom gave me a decision. She allowed me to make a decision. She moved, she took my youngest sister, and it was just me, my mom, and my sister growing up. No father figure. She took my youngest sister and moved to Alabama, the next state over, um, for a better job opportunity. And she didn't force me to move. She left me the option of staying at my high school at the time because I had started to establish myself at that school and you know, I feel like that was my best opportunity to make it out of Shelman by staying at that school, by getting a scholarship offer um, at that particular school. I didn't have any Division One looks yet in the 11th grade, going into the 11th grade. But it was one of those things where at 17 years old, your mom is, well, really 16, your mom is allowing you to make a grown man decision. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was about I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let her down. I'm not gonna let my younger sister down. I'm not gonna give her a bad example to look at. Everything in my mindset was built off positivity and making it. Mm -hmm. It was no doubt in my mind that I was gonna make it out. 
I didn't know that it was going to be football. I didn't think it was going to be basketball, but I thought my sport actually was going to be track mm-hmm. because I felt like I was fast. Um, mm-hmm. But it was it was simply motivated on me doing the things that I needed to do every day. I didn't have a parent in the house. It was me and the older cousin that moved in with me. She was about four years older than me, but I got up every day and went to school. Didn't miss school at all. Mm-hmm. Got up, did everything that I needed to do. Make sure that my schoolwork was done. Did all of those things. Didn't skip out on practice. Never, never in a single day did I even consider skipping out on school or practice. I never drank, never smoked. Even I'm 38 years old to this day. I made a decision way back then that I was never gonna drink, never gonna smoke. Nice. And I'm still sticking to it to this day. I mean, Dope. and I, I'm not. I broke here that rule a long time ago, Tom. Yeah, I broke, that, I broke that rule a long time ago. But hey, look, I'm, I'm proud this, of and, you, though. And that's my thing. That, you know, I'm not saying that people that do that um, or a certain way or uh, looking at them a certain way. I, I literally have a whole bar at home right now that stopped. But <laughs> right. what I'm telling you is I made a decision for me. Sure enough. And, and in that decision, that's something that I never wanted to do. I, because at a young age, I felt like that was something that was going to hinder me. That was people back, right. Yeah, right. it was going to yeah. hinder me from making it because I of all the people it. that I saw growing up. Yeah, this is what they're doing. You know, they're smoking, they're drinking all the time. Yeah, they're they're going to the club all the time. They're just they're just living a, a life that's not conducive to, to me being successful. Yeah. So I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to disappoint my mom. So I I feel like that moment that you're speaking of was definitely you know not wanting to let her down, wanting to show her that look, you left your son behind for a reason. Uh-huh. Because you allow him to make a decision, I'm so now I'm right. gonna make sure that yeah. every day that of my life that I live to make sure that you, this decision that you made is gonna trans, it's it's really gonna take us to a different level. Honestly, it's gonna take me from being this young high school kid to starting to grow into this young mature adult. Of course, at a very young age, and I feel like that's what prepared me when I got to college. You know, most kids when they get to college and now they are on their own for the first time. Yeah. They don't really know how to handle themselves. You was already on your own. I was already on my own, already prepared, coming from a city that only had a thousand people a thousand in people. it. Right. To going to a university that had over thirty thousand students. Right. We ain't going to University of Georgia. And I tell people this: look, if I had been one of those kids that made a decision that I was going to skip out on practice, that I was just going to just going to do whatever I wanted to do because I had that freedom. I had the choice. I could have done it. Then I never get the opportunity to go play at Georgia because Mm -hmm. I didn't get my scholarship offer until the defensive coordinator came and actually watched us practice basketball. Wow. He came to our basketball practice and think about it. I tell the story. If I had skipped out on practice, if I had been lazy that day, if I had been, if I had been disrespectful offer. to the coach, any right. of those things, right. then I can promise you that this coach that just came to see another kid in the town over that made a decision to stop in to check on the little kid from Randolph Clay, if he had saw me do those things or if he didn't get to witness me practice that day, I'd yeah. never get the scholarship offer to go play at Georgia wow. because I wasn't highly recruited. Uh-huh. I, and I used that as extra motivation when I got to Georgia because they didn't, no one highly recruited me. I worked harder than anybody that did get highly recruited. Uh-huh. Each and every day, I told myself, nobody in this group, in this group of 30 kids that they brought in, will outwork me a single day. I know, that's right. 
not a single day. I went from the last kid being given a scholarship to the first one drafted out of those 30. Simply because I made a decision. I made my mind up that this is what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that I have an opportunity to, to repay my mom for that decision that she allowed me to make as an 11th grade kid. Mm-hmm. All right. So what did that in terms of proudest moments, what ended up based off of what you're saying, what ended up being your proudest moment during this course of time? So I, honestly, my proudest moment was being called up at a basketball practice after we had just got done practicing hard, being called up and knowing that the person that was in the gym was actually the defensive coordinator that had just got hired to the University of Georgia. Were, were you aware knowing of it? That, knowing, say that again? You Were you aware of it? That, that we was had the no DC? clue. Okay. We had All right. no clue. No clue. All right. We All had right. no clue who that okay. was. All right. Just going up and talking to him and, and hearing him say, based on what I just watched, I don't know where we will play you at, but I'm offering you a scholarship right now to come that's play dope. for me at the University of Georgia. Dope. Like, literally, that's, that has to be, like, one of my most proudest moments because it completely changed the trajectory of my life. Indeed. Completely. Like, and not knocking Doug Williams and Grambling University, but that's where I was going to school at. Okay. That was my other scholarship offer. I, okay. Doug Williams would recruit me to play running back at Grambling, and oh. I was going until the Georgia offer came. And, you know, I see Doug all the time, and Doug is now in Washington. And, and I was you, was, yeah, you finished out with year. it, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, and Doug yeah. was like, man, I had you, man, I had you. I'm like, yeah, you did. He's like, but I, I can't be disappointed in you going to Georgia, though. If, and, and, and that's an amazing story because you start to realize how difficult it is to get – scholarship offers to, to make it out what yes. would your advice be to aspiring players like is there something in particular did you write letters did you write emails did you make calls like was there anything that you did that that for you gave you as many opportunities to possibly whether it was playing a whole bunch of positions you know i always say the best athletes <laughs> play linebacker they don't they don't play a they say corner they say the corners are the best. I say the best athletes are the linebackers because we know how to do everything. We'd be able to play a corner if we needed to play corner. We'd be able to play defense in if we needed to play DN. We play on offense side of the ball, whether it be tight end, receiver, man, quarterback, running back, whatever it may be. We, we as linebackers, in my humble estimation, are the best athletes. Like, this is what it is. What you Listen. got? Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 
Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. I play every position, every skill position in high school except linebacker. Because oh. you were you were going into the draft as a safety, right? You were you yes. were in the draft yes. as a safety, I, right? I play every skill position in high school except for linebacker. Except backer. Wow. Except backer. So it, funny story, man. I, I I play I play running back and quarterback and wide receiver on offense. And they would move me to tight end. It, it you, was really Did you throw to yourself? <laughs> if I could have, I would have. It was really, it was really about one of those things where my coach just tried to put us in the best position the based on plays. based on my skill level. Yeah, and like, and the people when I tell people this, they think like, oh, you did all those things over the course of your. I'm like, no, I did all these things in every game. In a game, like right in a game, I switched around. I I was here, I was there, I was here, and on defense, I played safety and I played corner. And those and those were my positions. Yeah. And you know, and people tell me like, you know, maybe those are one of the things that help that hurts you in recruiting. I'm like, look, that's one of the things that actually helped me, if you ask me, because that was one of the things that the coach said the first time he ever saw me in person was, I don't really know where we will play you at, but I'm gonna offer you a scholarship. Uh-huh. If he had in his mind that I could only play linebacker, then maybe he's not inclined to just. Oh yeah, maybe he he's not big enough to be a linebacker. Maybe that would, could have been his mindset. So it, I feel like just having versatility, and one of the things like you just talked about when when kids are in the position, kids these days have it way different than we had it when we were coming up. You have huddle, you have all these opportunities mm-hmm. that you can get your own social film media. out there, mm-hmm. and social media is huge. So kids are becoming internet sensations before they ever make it to college. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have that when we were growing up. We had our little tapes we can um, send off to schools or um, we could try to send letters in to receive letters. But for me, it, my mindset was, I'm going to put the best film out that I could possibly put out each and every week. I don't care who we playing. 
I don't care what we're doing. I'm going as hard as I can each and every time I touch the field, mm-hmm. each and every time I touch the basketball court, each and every time I touch the track. I'm putting my best foot forward each and every time. And I'm going to give myself an opportunity based on that. That was all we had back then. So mm-hmm. it was all about being proactive, making sure that I did everything on my end that I can control by being a good student, by being a good person, by doing those necessary things and never allowing anyone on the outside that couldn't affect me directly mm-hmm. to, to tell me what I couldn't or could what I could or couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Like I never allowed man, there were so many people like, man, you you're not gonna you're not going to college. You're not smart enough. You're not big enough. You can't succeed in a school like that. Hmm. Like I heard that all the time growing up. I separated myself from those people and I gravitated towards people that believed in me, that pushed me, that wanted me to wanted me to succeed. Hmm. There were so many people in my hometown wanted me to be stuck in the same situation sure, sure. that a lot of them were. Yeah. And I refused to allow myself to get connected to those people. Mm-hmm. So to any kid that's listening right now, man, separate yourself from the people that are holding you back. Gravitate towards the people that are encouraging you, that are pushing you, that want you to succeed. Each and every day, they, they push you to be a better you. Those are the people that you need to be around. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, because you, you mentioned about, uh, you know, the social media and, and being able to do those things to, to get attention and to get exposure how do you feel about branding and brands how do how do you feel about it for yourself how do you feel about it now the whole nil situation naming image likeness uh situation is now uh coming to the forefront in college sports and even in high school athletics now uh what's your take on that what would your your advice be how do you view it I I think it's a great thing, man. Honestly, for so long, these colleges have been making a ton of money off of us, off of all of us. And now it gives the kid an opportunity, you know, to to help their parents. A lot of these kids are coming from situations like I came from. In a rush. You know, know, literally can't can't afford to take anything to school. Got to live off of everything that the school provides for them. Mm -hmm. And now they're going out and they're putting this great product on the field on Saturdays and literally don't have anything to show for it right then you have kids that that are extremely talented that they have people come to the games to see them but they suffer an injury and they don't get an opportunity to make it to the next level and now the extent of their career ends with an injury in college Mm -hmm. and now they haven't benefited at all on the talent that they've been blessed with on the things that they brought to the university like any of that. So now it's a great opportunity, like you said, for as early as high school seniors to benefit off their name and likeness. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing within this whole thing right now is these schools have to set up some kind of financial literacy for these kids. Mm-hmm. Because if I was in somebody a situation like, you know, just using a kid from Alabama as an example, never started a game until this year. And he's a Bryce phenomenal Young. athlete. He's a phenomenal kid, Bryce Young. He's making over a million dollars in the NIL, making over a million dollars. And some kids will never see that in a lifetime that are right. playing in college football right now. 
Mm-hmm. But he has an opportunity to do that in his second year of being in school. Where's the financial education that so many NFL players struggle with? Mm-hmm. They got the 30-30 for broke series, 30 for 30 broke series. They got all of these um all of these numbers that really speak to the importance of financial literacy. Mm-hmm. This is the opportunity for us to start teaching our younger generation that information right now so that you, you can get that number of guys that go broke after they leave our game mm-hmm. way down. If kids start learning right now the importance of it, they even have an opportunity right now to make some of the mistakes that you know the young rookies make as, as a college student. And now they can rebound from it, mm-hmm. but they have to be taught that it has to be something. It has to be something that's being implemented within these schools that's teaching these kids financial literacy. And if they need some some former NFL guys that have gone through some struggles, that can go in and really speak to these kids right now. I'm pretty sure that we can find at least ten or twenty guys that'll be willing to go and impress upon the young generation the importance of taking care of your money at a young age right now. If I were to t- if I were to say Thomas, when you go pro, everything is going to change because money changes everything. What would you say to that? I would say that you are absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Money changes everything. Money changes your situation. Money changes a lot of people around you situation and not only does it change situation, but it changes people. Mm-hmm. You really start to find out who's really Ooh, in your really corner in for you mm-hmm. and who's really in your corner for what you can do for them. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest things that I've learned since I've been in the NFL. How do you um, handle that? I mean, you you just got to see people in situations for exactly what they are. That's you hard. Gotta, you gotta, that's it, hard it is hard. It's, it's hard. And sometimes we can't see it on our own. And for me, it took my wife who was my girlfriend at the time to, to like really get me to step back and see some things differently. Mm-hmm. When I, when I tore my ACL for the first time and then I tore it for the second time and then the third time consecutively, I found out everything that I needed to know about everybody that was around me. Mm-hmm. I found out who was in my corner for me and I found out who was in my corner for what I could do for them. Mm-hmm. And I don't want it to become a situation for another man to have something as drastic happen to them for for your eyes to be open. Sit back and evaluate your situation. Sit back and just see people for what they are. If they are only there when you are having good times and things are going well, then those are the people that you need to keep at a distance. When they're there, no matter what you go through, no matter what's going on, when they have your back, when they're in the hospital visiting, when they're in the hospital making sure that you got everything that you need, when they're trying to help you get home from the hospital, those are the people that you want in your corner. In your corner, and I didn't have a whole lot of those people when I when I was coming back. Now, all the things you're saying are backed up by actions. If if people know who Thomas Davis Senior is, they know that you're a man of action. You were rewarded for that that action. Through your your nonprofit, you you were named the Walter Payton Man of the Year, which is a tremendous, tremendous uh, humanitarian award. Yeah, I see him back there. Uh, talk to me about the action 
that's connected to the things that you're speaking on right now. How important is it to to give back to the community, to empower people in your community? Just what does that mean to you? Man, it, it means the world to me to, to positively impact the space. I feel like when I got drafted into the NFL, it was an excellent opportunity for me to pour back into the lives of kids that are growing up the same way that I grew up. When you look at single parent households, that's what I'm that's what I'm passionate about, because I know that there are certain things within that household that that mom wants to provide that she just can't sometimes. Mm -hmm. And and I know that in the kids mind, they don't really understand that mom can't really do the things that I need or want. All they see is other kids on the outside. He got it. She has it. Why can't I have it? You know, I was one of those kids, like literally waking up on some Christmas mornings, not having a Christmas gift, waking up and not fully understanding why I didn't have new shoes, new Jordans when it was time to go back to school. Mm -hmm. Like school comes around every time of every year at the same time. Like we know when it's coming around. So as a kid, you don't understand. You don't know that. You know, my mom is struggling financially when you're mm -hmm. going through it. You just know that you just want what you I don't want. have it. Yeah. Like we we don't I don't have it. I, I told I tell this story when I was in when I was in elementary school, like my mom went to Family Dollar and actually purchased me some cleats. Uh -huh. And I had to wear a pair of cleats to school. I wore them one day. Oh, to to school. To school. Oh, dang. I ain't never had to wear them to school. To school. I had to wear a pair dang. of cleats to school one now, that's day. That's next level right there. And and I ain't know no better. I ain't know no better. They I was clowning. Was they clowning? Man, got picked. Got picked that so bad. I just went back to wearing my old shoes. Uh huh. Um, but it, it's just one of those things, man. When you go, you going through the struggle. You don't. You don't understand it. You don't know why it's happening. You don't know why you're getting government assistance. Yeah. Um, but I tell people all the time, we never would have made it without. It. Indeed. We never would have made it in the situation that we were in without it. And. I want to even the playing field for these kids. Okay. I want to make sure that when they go back to school, they got school supplies. I want to make sure that when Thanksgiving come around, all the women and children in the shelter here in Charlotte have a meal and they're getting served. It's one thing for people to just bring food in. We bring, we take all of them out of that situation. We, we, we just, we go and we figure out this space that we can create and make nice for them. Um, we, we decorate it and, we serve them. We allow them to come through the line, tell us what you want, but I get other players to come out. I have my board members, and we go and we serve these women and these children. Awesome. Because you got to think about living in the shelter. When is the last time that someone actually served them? Mm -hmm. When is the last time that somebody actually took them out of that space and allowed them to just, just sit, kick back and just enjoy yourself? Mm -hmm. um, most of it is... Uh, most of the women in there are coming from battered relationships and um, or escaping those things. And just being able to provide those opportunities, man, is, is so heartwarming for me. And, you know, knowing that there are kids that are going to wake up on Christmas morning and not have a Christmas gift. That's why we put the Christmas drive together mm -hmm. um, during the toy drive um, here in and with the work that we do. I do it in Charlotte. I do it in South Carolina and I do it in Georgia. Okay. Because those are the states that um, 
that we're more passionate about. Obviously, I grew mm-hmm. up in Georgia. My wife sure. grew up in South Carolina. Okay. And we're living right here in North Carolina. Okay. So having that opportunity to do that and knowing that the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award recognizes the body of work that you do on the field and off the field, I mean, it's one of the highest honors that you can ever receive as a player. And Indeed. you don't go out and you don't do the work in the community that guys do to try to gain recognition. None of us do. You know, we do it because we genuinely care and we want to have a positive impact and we want to see kids succeed. And for me, that's what it was all about. But to know that somebody is paying attention and taking note to some of the things that you're doing, mm-hmm. I mean, it definitely encourages you to do more. And that's what we've been able to do with my foundation over the years, just continue to grow and grow and grow and grow. Um, and now one of the things that I'm really proud about that we're still doing is my Youth Leadership Academy. We have a leadership academy that we work with middle school kids. And the reason why we chose middle school kids is kids are trying to figure out who they're going to become Amen. once they leave elementary Amen. school. Indeed. So we wanted to get to them before they actually made Final it to frontier. high school. Exactly. Yeah, and made a decision. So yeah. we want to teach them how to be productive leaders at uh-huh. that age Good. and not become followers and, and getting into different things. And man, it's, it's been a blessing, man. It's been so good to see these kids come up, come in the leadership Academy one way and watch them flourish and watch them grow. And every year we've been able to provide scholarships to our seniors, the kids that came through the leadership Academy, sixth, seventh, eighth grader and become seniors. And now we've had some that, that have even graduated Love college it. now with Love the help of the Thomas Davis Divinity Street dreams foundation. So, Man, it's it's been fun, man. Is there is there a website? How how can people see it? How can they support? Where can they go? Uh, DefendingDreams.org. You know, all okay. of our information is there. Everything that we're doing, we just um put out, we just put out our our flyers for the new leadership academy for our middle schoolers coming up in a couple of weeks. So, just filling that up right now, man. Right. And we're getting ready to kick this thing back off. DefendTheDream.org. DefendTheDream.org, yeah. Okay. All right. Love it. Love it. All right. So this is what I'm going to ask for the last question. What is Thomas Davis Sr.'s legacy? What is your legacy? What are you remembered for? What do you want to be remembered for? Man, I want to be remembered for, you know, my – Toughness on the field, you know, my my ability to go out, play the game, and leave it all on the field. You notice how we haven't talked a lot about football? Right, right. And I love it. And I you love know what I mean? It. You know, it, just talking about life. But, yeah. you know, just for as a legacy standpoint, you want to be remembered as a player that gave us all to the game. Indeed. Left it all on the field. Um, I was a player that absolutely would play through anything if I could. Mm-hmm. Um, broke my arm, played through that two weeks later. Um, played with broken ribs, dislocated fingers, all of that. But I respected the game. I was mm-hmm. a player that, that absolutely respected the game. I wanted to be out there at all costs. Anything that I could do to contribute, I wanted to be remembered as one of the toughest to ever play this game, one of the guys that would knock your head off mm-hmm. back when you were allowed to, allowed do, to do it. In, right. in the old mm-hmm. NFL, watching yeah, LeVar yeah. Arrington at Penn Come State. <laughs> motivated me, you know. So, um, just being one of uh, one of the tough physical guys that absolutely cared about everything off the field with with passion. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that 
the space that I was in was a much better place, man. So that's what I want my legacy to be. When my kids are growing up right now, I want them to be the best athletes that they possibly can be on the field, but I want them to be the best people that they can be off of it. Love that. I love that. Man, I'm honored, bro. Honored to have had the time with you. Um, continue continue to, to be great, bro. I, I have been a fan of you for so long, just watching how how you handled yourself in college to, to your time in, in the league. You know, you were fast. That definitely is what you were known for is is being fast. And you were also known for being smart. You know, a lot of credit uh, and a lot of attention a lot of times went towards Keekly. And Luke is a dope football player, super smart, super, super athletic, just just brought a lot to the table. But the two of y'all together was that was that was magic, man. It, it was I super, appreciate that. It was so fun to watch watch y'all operate, um, and and sometimes I almost feel like that may have overshadowed the greatness of a player that you were because you and I both know there's always that dichotomy. Mine was Brandon Short in college, and it ended up that the spotlight ended up on me, and and it took away from what Brandon was. But Brandon, and I know you know B Short. Brandon, I was about to say you know B Short was my teammate. I, I, I already know. And and Brandon was one of the most phenomenal football players and phenomenal minds that you would be around. But it just was like trying to find that balance. And I know that that's kind of for your career, just looking at it, it was like it was like a large spotlight was there. But man, y'all together. It's like if you take Thomas Davis away, Luke Keekley isn't Luke Keekley. You know, yeah. if you take Luke Keekley away, Thomas Davis isn't Thomas Davis. So the the dichotomy of the two of you, the relationship was amazing. But watching how you played, because you did remind me a lot of how I played, because I played fast and yep. I played hard and I played physical. So I always was a fan of watching you play. So um and now hearing the man that you are, and I've followed you. I know I know the man that you are and all the things that you have done in the community. Um, wanted to, to make sure we got you on and got you on early and for you to be the first interview out the gate, man. Super, super honored, super proud of you as as not only as a player, but as a brother that that, you know, as my alum, that that it means more to impact others than it even meant to have a great career and and to be a person of service that's what it ultimately comes down to everything that we do is is an opportunity for us to have more relevance to give back and and to be of service to others and those in need so continue on man um I'm here in whatever capacity I can help and and represent and and contribute to what you have going on. And and yeah, man, keep keep doing it, keep being great. Hey man, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate that. I was a huge fan growing up. Like I told you, I was a huge fan. I've told you this before. So I mean you got a you got an old jersey laying around, man. Hook <laughs> me up. I'ma find Hook one for you. I'm gonna find right, one for you. I appreciate gonna do it, that. man. Thank, thank you for having that. me, man. Much respect. Hey, Much love. Man. You. That was Thomas Davis Sr. What an amazing conversation. What an amazing human being he is. Uh, I wish him all the luck in the world. Man, what a great episode. 
this was a linebacker to linebacker conversation, which is super near and dear to me. Uh, up on game network, check us out, subscribe, uh, follow us on social media, anywhere, Twitter, IG, TikTok, Facebook, up on game network. Look us up, follow us, subscribe to up on game, uh, presents, on on uh well wherever it is you download your your podcast apple podcast wherever you go all right make sure you subscribe leave a comment some ratings whatever it may be tell a friend uh we'll be back every week with a new legend all right we want to inspire to aspire we want to motivate to to accomplish so thank you so much thomas make sure you check them out check out what he's doing we'll post the link to his uh to his charity.org and yeah support all right we'll see you next week i'm lavar arrington and this was up on game presents conversations with a legend infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.